You know, you guys the other day were talking about one of the songs that played coming back from yeah. the break. Um, yeah, it had to do with uh, rats. Yeah. Let's see, people would think I'm neighborhood and, Neighborhood and, and something about rats. I, uh, I remember correctly. Yeah, that um, reminds me of the fact that, you know. I believe I, you and I were talking more about that, and Gary was just sort of. Uh, he was riding shotgun on that one. Well, he kept saying, uh, "You guys, don't you guys, know what, you don't, you guys, guys don't know what yeah, hood rats are. You guys are. know what that is, right? And I really yeah, wanted to be like, dude, do you know where I went to school and grew up? Trust me, I know all about hood rats. <laughs> all. <laughs> They're not bad people. And they I could be great the, friends. And I grew up in the south side of Millard. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I know what's up. South side of San Antonio is like, look, Gary. Uh, <laughs> trust me, I've known since about 1994." <laughs> Sixth grade, first dance, you're dancing to the Tootsie Roll, and you met several that night. This song's a little more clean. This is clean. But my point to that, they thought I picked that on purpose. So on this, on the wall here, which I don't know if you can see. The wall of randomness? Yeah. So this, where I have the camera in the the middle, that middle computer, there is a uh, thing that has bumps. So we have different bumps. We have old school, we have power, Mm -hmm. uh, we have regular bumps, and then we have stuff from... uh, the Gary Sharp show, the midday show that they had. And so just various. So if you press on it, it'll bring the next song. Now it shows you what song's coming up, but it, it, now if I pick a, a particular song, I'll do it off this computer over here, which mm-hmm. is where the com- the camera is, where the hands Where your hand is. Uh, and that's something where it's like, okay, oh, you guys talked about something. So I played, played something, you know? So that's the method behind how are you works. trying to are you trying to do what rick patino didn't do are you trying to take accountability for that song no i'm just trying to explain how it works how i don't care about? about the song because oh, okay. my point is I, I knew it wasn't saying anything bad because if it ends up on that wall that means it's been edited and cleaned up ah. wait i think what they if, said what if, what if we sneak one in there and it hasn't been cleaned you're blindly following that one i get ron burgundy yeah well if somebody's trying to sabotage jimmy will play get, anything that is on the hot button they're screen. trying they're trying to get me fired i, I can know. see them doing that yeah. well you know what if i was ever trying to just know that i have no idea how to um, input those songs on there so it would never be me yeah, yeah. So, i know it wouldn't be you it's not me but you like me so there's a difference <laughs> as far as you know yeah, as far as i know no. um that list might be small yeah you never know that I, I I I feel you. Um, of course, I like you, Jimmy. I know Nick. It's uh, a good feeling going into when you got a four game series and you get that first victory. Uh, it's a great feeling, uh, especially when you're Nebraska right now, trying to get an idea of what this team is going to be. Uh, Grand Canyon, by the way, that Nebraska played last night out in Arizona. The school, not the landmark. Yeah, That'd they didn't weird. actually go out and just like you know play like you know Grand Canyon's finest. Uh, this was a 4-0 team, and Grand Canyon actually had some had a couple of decent wins. They beat USC last weekend, too. Uh, so they were coming into that series at 4-0. Nebraska was 1-2. Yeah, they're not bad because it's warm there. So they get no, good talent, great facilities. Yeah, they've recruited, they've recruited very well. They've played, uh, they've showed up pretty well in the WAC conference. So it's a, you're right, it's, a, it's an attractive school to attend. Their facility, other than the scoreboard, they got to work on that. Uh, their uh, facility... And that baseball diamond is gorgeous. I was watching this game on ESPN Plus last night too, and this is I, I as, as people know, I used to do Nebraska baseball with Greg Sharp and, and Ben McLaughlin, and they're two very good friends as well. So I try to listen as much as I can, and usually in non-conference play, there's not a lot of opportunity to watch, and I would always like to sync up everything where I could just turn the volume down on the uh, ESPN uh, Plus broadcast and just listen to those guys. But it's either way ahead or they're way below because of all the buffering and you know just you know, streaming services and what have you. So 
I didn't listen to the guys last night, but watching the game last night and listening to whoever was doing it for ESPN Plus, I honestly thought it was a golf event because they were like, and here's the pitch. And oh yeah, like it was almost like they were they were standing right behind the batters, the so field. they didn't want to like be loud because they're trying to be respectful to the players. Where no, like it's two and two for the oh, Braves. Okay. Yes, it, it was. I mean, it it made Skip Carey sound like. Eh, be sure to stay tuned. For like Thomas Hawk Harrelson. Family. It did. It made it made it sound like it was Hawk Harrelson. Like they were just like. And here's Caden Brumball. Uh, Caden Brumball playing second base for Nebraska. And there's the first pitch. It's just, yeah, it wasn't like. Following even, our game tonight at Jack Murphy Stadium. I don't know what's going on. I'd love to know. stars in action Jackson at 1135. I've seen the ballpark. I've seen where the press box is. So they're, they're far away from any, <laughs> any activity on the field. I just, I didn't understand that. Maybe they're just bad. They might just have been a bashful crew. I couldn't even tell you like if they were really good or not because they were just they were very very uh, very subdued. This game is in good their delivery. Yes, but good you know times. who wasn't subdued? That was that was our man Drew Christo. He did exactly what you needed. Uh, we set the over under four innings yesterday. If you could get four out of Drew Christo, you're going to be very happy with the start. Uh, how about six? How about one earned run, four strikeouts? He did throw 86 pitches. You know, the best number out of that entire stat line, though, is the number one, and that is not the earned runs. That is free passes. Drew Christo walked one batter in six innings of work in 86 pitches. That is the type of effort. That's the type of performance, again, against a decent team that you need to get out of Drew Christo. His velocity was good. He was elevating his fastball. That's a weapon, but you could tell. And maybe this is the Rob Childers effect, or maybe it's just kind of coming together. Because I know this was part of the process with uh, Jeff Christie when he was there working with uh, Drew Christo as well. And that was being able to command the off-speed. Being able to get on the bump and approach a game like a college pitcher and not someone who was able to get by with a 90-plus fastball in high school. Drew Christo's a big dude. He's a competitor. There's so much to like about what he can do. It was just being able to sort of refine all of those little things that make you a very good high school pitcher to an even better college pitcher because you have the complimentary pitches. You know when and where to hit those spots. And with your fastball, anybody can hit a 90-plus mile-an-hour fastball in college baseball. Where are you locating that too? So there was so much to like with just his location, with his off-speed. He was keeping hitters guessing. He was scattering outs, too. It wasn't like he was getting that many swings and misses. But again, he was keeping the ball playable for his team. And he, it, uh, Grand Canyon had a couple of early instances where they were able to get some good contact. Didn't rattle Drew Christo at all. All of a sudden, he didn't get erratic. He really kind of dialed in. So in a way, kind of overpowered a little bit there. Why that is such a huge development in just the fourth game of Nebraska's lengthy baseball schedule is because of the mid-game slates that they have. And that was the one thing, if you're looking at Nebraska, keeping them out of the NCAA tournament discussion was pretty much those midweek moments, whether it was Summit League opponents, whether it was Creighton, whatever it might have been, Nebraska in the midweek struggles was a, a major problem. And this is the Big Ten itself this will be the last year I think we'll say this, but the Big Ten you cannot count on to give you multiple teams to come out of there 
into the NCAA tournament. I think Iowa is a, is a very good baseball team. Uh, Brecht is a stud. They've got some dudes there. Indiana, they recruit very well. Maryland, I think, will still be in the mix, even though they lost a lot of studs from that team they had a year ago. But you cannot always depend that your conference slate is going to give you those opportunities. So, A, you get a good victory last night against Grand Canyon, but you also have an opportunity to step out of conference in midweeks and be able to bolster that resume as much as you can. You know, depending on how K-State's going to be. They got KU this year, too. You get Creighton three times. You will have the occasional Summit League team. They get one against Omaha, but you get some of those Summit League teams that aren't going to necessarily do anything for your resume other than really hurt you. So if you're losing those games, it's going to look really, really bad. Drew Christo, if he is going to be in the weekend rotation or he's going to be a guy that is relied upon in midweeks, whatever the role might be, last night was huge. Because it, let's say he does continue the success that you saw from last night because there were moments in that game where he had weekend rotation stuff. If he finds his way, and we'll see what Caleb Clark, Caleb Clark goes on Sunday in in game four of this. He had a tough one last week. Now, albeit it was against a a solid baseball team in uh, Oklahoma. But if Caleb Clark say maybe he gets moved to midweek, either way, you're adding an arm that is a much-needed arm to extend that rotation and really be able to correct something that was a major problem last year, and that was midweek starts. And so, to me, that's the biggest development right there with the successful outing that Drew Christo had. He's worked a lot with Rob Childers. By all indications, it seems like he's in a better spot. I think he had had a, a few rocky moments right before the season started. But this is the Drew Christo that I think everybody is hoping that they will see going forward. And I'm confident. I think enough teaching and being around enough college baseball and and being able to kind of live through some of those tougher moments. I mean, Jimmy, you know, you've covered enough college athletics to know that a lot of those people that you're covering, they were studs in every sport and at least at every stop that they had. They they were the dude in high school. Mm Mm-hmm. People forget that. We all forget that as people. So when they finally get that first bout of adversity, and, and especially in baseball where it seems like whatever you're putting across the plate is just getting hammered or you can't find the strike zone, that act can compound. It, it wears at your confidence. You, you start overthinking. You start trying to be too fine with your location. Then you really start either hanging things or just burying things in the dirt. And before you know it, it's, it's this, this struggle between mental and physical execution when it comes to being able to have success on the mound. I feel like Drew Christo's gone through a lot of that in his time in Nebraska. But when you're six foot five, two thirty five, and you've got a rifle for an arm, and you're able to take all of those bumps along the learning process and still be able to have the confidence go out, deliver a good performance like last night. I know it was six innings, I know it was one game, but it was, I think, a very encouraging more than just encouraging. I think it was a major, major development and a huge sign of good things to come for Drew Christo and what could come for this this staff in this overall rotation. Because now you look at a lot of different arms. There's a lot of different people that can come in to the midweek scene, the midweek conversation, whether that is Drew or not. 
and you feel like you have a better plan in place. So at one point last year, it was kind of throwing things on the wall, and hopefully something would stick. Then it was, okay, are we going to, are we going to whole staff this one? Are we going to roll out an actual starter? You just never knew. And I, I didn't envy the position that Jeff Christie was in and Will Bolt was in because you just didn't get that execution from those guys. You had a lot of options, but the question is, were they good options? I think what you saw last night, Drew Christo being one of those good options. And the more of those that you can have, given how important those midweek games are going to be if Nebraska is to get back to the NCAA tournament and be able to maybe even use some of those guys out of the bullpen in those Big Ten weekend series too, that was huge. That was great performance. And in a way, for people who know the struggles that Drew has had in trying to get that confidence back on how dominant of a pitcher he was in high school, it's, it's a feel-good moment too. Local kid hopefully is able to use that performance and really take off from there. That's the hope. It was great. Look, uh, again, they continue tonight. You're back to the regular rotation that you saw last week. I mentioned Caleb Clark. Watch him on Sunday. That's going to be interesting to see. But you got Sears, uh, Walsh going, and then Caleb Clark uh, to wrap up the series with Grand Canyon. All right, uh, we were asked about the Colorado College Omaha series. I'll get into that. Coming up in the 8 o'clock hour, we're going to jump into some Husker and Creighton hoops. Evan Bland of the Omaha World Herald also joins us at 8.30 as we continue here in Mornings with Sharp and Hanley and Jimmy, 1620 The Zone.